0: This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, uh-huh. and of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle, Yo, make a y'all, y'all. some get a little, some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining back in with me. Sports Talk with this fan with yours truly uh for all the new listeners uh do me a favor and subscribe uh also share this uh let me give me some feedback i don't mind feedback even if you know this would be the last time you listen give me some feedback uh aside from that much appreciated to those who are repeat listeners uh it's not easy to To capture an audience, uh especially when you don't have a super clout based fan base like most people do when it comes to podcasting, but nonetheless, this is gonna be in the archives, regardless it's always going to be here for those who haven't listened to be able to listen so um I'm proud of that type of it's gonna be a year now soon it's gonna be a year, and um i'm I'm looking forward to uh being able to give everyone. More and more content going forward, but with all that being said, uh, happy holidays to everybody. If you're Jewish, um, happy Hanukkah to all my um, black folks who celebrate Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, and of course, happy and excuse me, Merry Christmas to everyone else, um, or even Happy Boxing Day to the Canadians. Um, with all that being said, like I mentioned. Uh, Enjoy your holidays. And, uh, I will have another episode before the New Year's kicks off. I'm going to cap recap the whole entire year, give all the bets and all the predictions a break, unless there's some major news that comes out. I might, I must, um, give y'all that news. But I will for sure, um, I will for sure have, um, some updates on the next season of my podcast, which won't be too long from the last the next recording. Um, and I'll also have um as I mentioned, a recap. So we're gonna talk about um we'll have my I'll have my own personal ESPs, <laughs> uh superlatives for the year and, you know, giving the happy trails or, you know, condolences to all the sports legends or that have passed away, notable ones that passed away this past year and all that good stuff. But um before you know, we'll get to that when it comes out. Um I'm currently watching the Celtics playing. And speaking of the Celtics, um I don't have the numbers in front of me, but in the last what? So they so we we started off with them struggling against they lost against Golden State, they lost against the Clippers, they beat the Lakers. Um but since them beating the Lakers, I don't think they've won any other games since then. I I could be a little bit wrong. They they lost back to back to Orlando. Um they lost last their last game against uh trying to remember the team they played. It wasn't it wasn't a good team. That's all I gotta say. Um they're playing Minnesota right now. So they're struggling. Uh especially at home right now, they're struggling. They have lost a few games already. Um I can't really tell what it could really be. It could be that the transition to adding, you know, Rob Will back to the lineup may change some stuff. Um I know Horford was out for a little bit for personal reasons. Um I I can't really tell y'all what it is. I mean, they they're having a tough time right now, uh, um, with what is what 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 was working for them. You know, uh, you know, living and dying by the three, uh, just having dominant evenings with uh, Tatum and Brown collectively. Uh, I know they they were missing um, Smart for a few games as well, but I don't. I don't know. They have enough depth to kind of not fall off too much without him. Um, but I'm just seeing now, like, them playing really good teams and very energi- energetic teams. Oh, yeah, they lost to Indiana, excuse me, last on uh, Monday. But – um or Tuesday. Um, when they're playing these type of teams that – again, like I mentioned in my previous pods, like, they're going to get the best of the best from other teams. Like, you're not going to just waltz on into a, a – random-ass Tuesday night against, you know, Joe Schmo and the schmoettes, and think that they're going to just lay down and let you, you know, wipe them on, on your court. Nah, you got to – you're the number one – you were the last season's number two seed, the defending um, Eastern Conference champions, started the season hot. And every team's out for out for you. They they want to they want to prove that they can beat you. And of course, you know, Coach Missoula is going to have a tough task most evenings, coaching against some of these more established head coaches. Um, majority of the teams they have lost to recently, um, aside from Orlando, have veteran coaches that probably know how to coach around this. You know, co- coach coach so well like it's you know coaching is a ch- chess match it has nothing to do with like you know if but basketball it's none it has nothing to do with like what people may make it seem to be it's like it's really about how you can keep that team together um keeping keeping these guys to keep you know buy into what you're you you're preaching the philosophy the whole nine you know what i'm saying so if they are if they can if they're sold in, you're you're doing your job, and and during practice, whatever you implement as far as play calls and all that good stuff, it it will show up in the game. You practice how you play. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm not saying with all that being said, I'm not saying that the Celtics don't practice well, but Coach Missoula, it's going to be an adjustment period for him to be, what you know, you know, based on what Eme and Brad has done previously. Um, because he was, you know, their assistant, um, he may have to add his own little spin to it now, like, just to change it up, because for whatever they're doing, it ain't working right at this moment in the midst of it, um, just, especially just before um, Christmas Day. So I, I'm I, speaking of Christmas Day, we're going to talk about those Christmas Day games um, in a little bit, but we will move on. Um, you know, if I if if the game gets juicy, they're down by eight right now. I'm, I'm watching it live, as I did with the with the Minnesota game, which is crazy. Still, um, I will update y'all if there's something crazy that goes on in this game. But aside from all that, moving on to week sixteen of the NFL season, we had a wild fucking end of you know week, man. It's it's crazy. The way last week ended in the NFL, man, it it, it it's it was interesting. <laughs> you know, you had the Minnesota come back from down 33-0 to tie it up to 36 all and win in overtime. Um you had um the Bucks were up seventeen nothing against Cincinnati, and then all of a sudden you see now Cincinnati goes 34 unanswered points, no voicemail. Like, nobody even picked up. No, and they didn't even want to leave a voicemail. They just, 34 unanswered. Like, it's, it's insane. And then, you know, it's just, and just to cap it off, how New England lost. Like, speaking of local sports, New England, New England is going through it. Um, in the sake of, like, they don't look as they were in the last past 20 years. And the fan base is starting to turn. Uh, some are asking for the coach to be demoted. I'm speaking on the coordinators, excuse me, or better yet, their own head coach to be either traded or reconsidered. And on top of that, you know, the young QB is not being favored as he was the same time last year. And keep in mind, last year, they were going on the tear. They were like 6-0 at one point and winning multiple games, even beating the Bills in a, in a windy game. And everybody was Mac Jones Mac Jones, this, Mac Jones that, the, the, the reincarnation of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? And then shit started to hit the fan, um, getting blown out towards the end of the season to to the Bills just to get blown out again by the Bills in the playoffs. And then now we go into a new season. Coach Belichick decides, hey, I'm going to replace McDaniels with two of my old buddies who just got fired as head coaches not too long ago. And now they're coordinators of the offense. And mind you, they were coordinators of defense and special teams, respectfully. So... His decision to to put the put those two guys as de facto OCs was on him. So that comes. This goes back. This goes all the way back around to this game that just happened against the Raiders. Um, they were up. They gave up a touchdown, which was, you know, you it could be questionable. Uh, a lot of folks feel like that was. It's a little inconsistent on how things are called and. uh officiating is is awful let's be honest but my whole thing is when you leave it up to the referees to dictate the the game you're asking for trouble you know what I mean like first and foremost referees are going to use their eye that you know it's the eye test for them at first and then the luxury of um instant replay is cool but it's also tarnishing judgment you know a lot of people are getting too many views of what would be or what would be a, a correct call or incorrect call? Um, getting way too spoiled with that, and then even if like just like when it comes to like somebody being found guilty or not guilty, everybody's gonna still have their own opinion or feelings about it, and deny or approve wh- whether depending on the side you're on. So with that being said, the touchdown that the Raiders scored just to tie it up was questionable, um, whether the toe was on the line by a smidge or if it was directly on the line. It was inconclusive. So when it's inconclusive, the the, the referees will um, keep the call as is. <laughs> I mean, the best-case scenario was for the Patriots in that moment was for the ref to actually call it incomplete and have the Raiders – Use um, choose a challenge, and then they would probably have lost that challenge because it was inconclusive. You can't really; it's hard to tell whether or not it was that was the case. You have to, you know, you have to prove it with a reasonable, without a reasonable doubt. Um, so, uh, with all that being said, one play does not dictate the outcome of your game. Like, yes, this they they could it kind of technically can if you want to be nitpicky about that. But if you think about it, if you do what you need to do to get it done on your end you don't ever have to worry about what's the outcome in the other end. Like you, you, like the Patriots not being able to stop them on fourth and 10 and, you know, you know, putting their heads down and realizing like, hey, you know, let's not let them score here. You allowed it. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was a score or not, you just can't allow those things to happen because who's to say they weren't going to score after that if they if it was deemed incomplete? We don't know this. Um, but aside from all that, They kick it off to the Patriots. They got possession. They couldn't really move the ball down the field with the time they had left. They had a very last play left in them, and they dialed up a a draw, which is a good play to draw up, (laughs) to be honest. And obviously, you know, nobody's going to try to... I mean, Chandler Jones was trying to tackle Ramondre. Didn't happen. But, you know... He would have to really go beast mode for them for him to score, and I don't think that was gonna happen. But the fact that he ended up rat lateral, he did the lateral to <laughs> Jacoby Myers, and then you know we all seen the the replays, we all seen the highlights, and they lost in such a not patriot way fashion, and. It, it, you know, things, things have just changed. I think the culture has just changed. Like, a play like that happens when a, when a player decides to make, make more than what he was coached to do. But also, on top of that, knowing that they were tied and going, looking into going into overtime, the fact that the draw was even um, in play to be um, ran, that's the issue. And I know a lot of folks are like not looking to blame the GOAT coach, but sometimes you gotta point the finger where it started from. It's just like if you're, if you're, it's just like if you have a manager um, that hires a supervisor, the supervisor's a fuck up, the supervisor's a fuck up. And then you, as the employee, you notice it, you're not too pleased about it. But you're doing is as, as the supervisor's telling you do if you if you're not doing well at your job, nor is your supervisor, y'all they can fire y'all and get rid of y'all all they want, but it's gonna come down to who did the hiring you gotta you gotta you gotta point the finger at them and then at some point there's gonna have to be some resolution, maybe that manager needs to can reconsider or. They're well beyond, beyond their, their years of decision-making. So, anyways, very weird way to end a game. Probably one of the worst losses you can see in any football game. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a tough road for these guys going forward because they have some tough games, and I'm going to go over those games. Um. I'm not going to get, I'm going to just talk about the games that I have that have some type of playoff implication. Cause, you know, with there being three more weeks left in the season, I think it's pro, it makes sense to like give y'all some locks and my predictions on some scores. Now, I'm recording on a Friday. So that means Thursday night football has been, has come and gone. And the Jacksonville Jaguars won. I personally chose the Jets to win, and I was obviously wrong because they lost. Um, they have a lot to figure out. They have a lot to think about going forward with the fact that um, Zach Wilson does not look like the guy now. Now, that's the thing, though, when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. Some guys, for example, like Josh Allen, it took him out a couple couple seasons to really become the guy that he is now um, for Mahomes, it was he sat for a year, got in there, and for some other guys, you know, sometimes they come, they come out the gates like on fire, and then the league figures you out, or you just get injured and you, you're 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 off track, and, and it's a, it's a huge adjustment period for um, some of these young quarterbacks. So for someone like Zach Wilson. The hope is maybe, you know, the hope is they give they continue to give him a chance. But you're in a business now in the NFL where um, you know, they are they're looking for instant success. Um and but you can't you can't be looking for that type of you can't be looking for instant success and also want to build for your future. That doesn't even make sense. Sometimes your future ain't ready right away, so maybe you should, you know, keep something, some a, a a player around that's gonna give, be serviceable while you're, you know, getting grooming that player to become who he's gonna be for your team, your franchise, um, or get him the weapons. Like that was the major thing with Josh Allen. He he got his weapon. He got his guy. His guy was Steph Diggs. Um, he he got the right coaching staff around him to help him develop you know certain things worked in his favor and he became a pro and i think zach wilson um he definitely needs a lot of tough love um he has the he has the arm talent for sure but he just doesn't have the you know the 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 mental talent for that position you have to be very mentally tough to play quarterback in the nfl it's a lot to remember it's a lot to learn it's a lot to do uh, and being that he's a quarterback in the city of New York, the expectation is way too goddamn high. So once you start having a few games of failure, they're for that ass. Now, luckily <laughs> luckily for Daniel Jones, he was able to get a coach like a Brian Dable to kind of resurrect his career slightly. So now people are looking at, hey, maybe this is someone they want to consider giving a extension. Maybe not the max value of an extension but something of that sort so maybe it must be you know zach wilson needs that opportunity to get someone in that organization whether it be a player or coach to revamp his um you know his how good of a player he he can the potential that he has like we know he has potential every quarterback has potential depends what you put around him so without me going too much about this goddamn game, they lost to the Jaguars. The Jaguars are, look, are, are, are on fire right now. This is a team that's really looking to make a lot of noise because they want to make their way into the conversation of being a playoff team. Um, currently, I believe they are just a half game behind the Titans for first place, and the Titans have recently... Um, the Titans have recently uh considered Tannehill Hill out for the year. So now they've moved on to Malik Willis and we will see how that goes. But anyways, uh the first game I want to talk about is um quickly go through is the Baltimore Ravens are at home hosting Atlanta. Uh Atlanta in the last 5 games they've been 1 and 4 so they haven't looked too bright, too good lately. Um Vegas um, as I mentioned in the past, I have no sports books that I that sponsor me, nor will I put any on here. Um, I will not advertise any as well. Uh, so I I will give you numbers based on Vegas. Um, so whichever sports book you decide to use, it may be the same or a little bit different. Um, but anyways, um, this Baltimore game is interesting. The Falcons are still in it um technically for the division at least um it's going to be one of those like scrappy you know it's going to be like one of those early those early 2000 late 1990s type of game it's going to just be a grind like er, both teams are big running teams um they run the ball a lot baltimore's defense has been better as of late uh so it's going to be very interesting how to see this how this game goes, but with the how the weather is going to be this weekend, it's going to be bitter cold. So I don't know if Atlanta is going to be prepared for that. They're a dome team. So give me the give me the Ravens, um, but give me the Falcons to cover the plus six and a half. Absolutely, I, I like I like I like how this game's going to be. It's going to be a close game. But it's also going to be a game that's going to be very low scoring. But I could see the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. Um, give me the Ravens seventeen to thirteen at home. Uh, next game I want to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals will be hosted by the New England Patriots at in Foxborough tomorrow. Um, it's crazy. The sports books got got the Cincinnati Bengals only favorite by minus 3 and it's in me me and my me and my my boy have been trying to figure this out like why is this the way it is and i i can't put my finger on it besides the i think it's just i think it's a respect factor by the sports books for the New England Patriots like they've always been considered a good home team although they're 3 and 3 at home um and they're kind of struggling, Uh, they have to figure out a way to respond to this tough loss they got on Sunday. Um, Normally, Bill coaches a pretty resilient squad, but this is not the same old Patriots, of course. Uh, Cincinnati's one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Uh, If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts' current um, accomplishments this season... And how well their teams are playing, I would say Joe Burrow would be my favorite for MVP, and and it's it's clear cut how good this fucking kid is. Like I I didn't think, I've never been the one to gas him up as, as as other people were, and just watching some of their games and just his demeanor and you know when they call him you know, Cool Joe, like all those <laughs> you know memes and. Nicknames he was getting, I was like, he really lives up to that. Like he's a just a cool, calm, collective dude. The 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 offense, whether it be veterans or his, you know, young rookies or you know, whomever, they trust him, they believe in him, and your defense feeds off of your quarterback because they they feel like, hey, listen, if I could find a way to get the ball back to my guy. I know he's gonna get us back right. Um. Because very, in my personal opinion, offenses put defenses in way worse, way worse situations than a defense would put an offense in. I say that to say this. Although the defense could give up a touchdown, it's for the offense to respond. But if the raw offense decides not to respond and go three and out, guess what? A defense that was just out there less than five minutes ago is right back in the fucking field trying to, fig- trying to figure a way to stop a team. And God God only knows what the kind of field position will it will be out there. So it's a challenge. The offense dictates the momentum of these games. Now defense can. Absolutely can. But the goal of the defense is to get that fucking ball back to my guys. So we could get ahead. And that's it. The goal is to be ahead. Nobody wants to play from behind. Now, there's some great fucking athletes out there that that excel at that moment. And it's, and it's amazing to watch at all. Like, trust and believe, it is amazing to watch. But reality is, every team would prefer to be ahead. A Nobody wants to play this whole cat and mouse game of like back and forth. No. So, with all that being said, I think that minus three by the, Bengal, the Bengals spread for the minus three, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm fucking taking that. I'm taking the Bengals to win. Um, it might be a, you know, it's gonna be cold tomorrow here in Foxborough, in the in the New England area. Um, but I could I could see I could see the the, the Bengals are they they play in a cold cold area, so it's like it's not gonna be something new to them. But again, the home field advantage for New England is normally the case here. Uh, you can never count them out. But I think in this game, I I could see them losing twenty four to. Thirteen, um, Matt Jones is not the not not really the same guy from last season. Offensively, they don't look right in the past game. Sometimes running the ball is really what all they really got. Um, but Cincinnati's pretty decent um, defending the run game. So um, it'll be a, a, I think it'll be a pretty decent battle in the beginning. But I think eventually the better team with the better quarterback will prevail. So give me the Bengals cover to cover. All right. Next game is the Panthers are hosting the Detroit Lions. I, for one, um, agree with my constituents that the Lions are definitely do. Although they're a high-flying scoring team at the moment, and they're one of the harder teams in the NFC right now, the Panthers are a very good defensive team, and they're going to be at the crib they're going to be out we're going to we're going this is another test for the Detroit Lions to be outdoors again it's not going to be as warm as it normally would be in Charlotte well Charlotte's not this that warm during this time of the year but it's a little going to be a little bit colder than normal cuz the whole country's damn near arca- <laughs> ar- arctic at the moment um but i can see them winning this game um for bias reasons, I can see them winning this game because I would love the Lions to lose in favor of my Packers. But just because of the fact that we know that the Lions are due for an L, um, we're also understanding that the the Carolina Panthers are also in the running for that NFC South. They're only a game behind the, the the Bucks for the for the you know the first first excuse me for first place. And they have the tiebreaker against them at the moment. So not to say the Bucks are going to lose this weekend, but anything is possible. But the Panthers are better than, than most of, most people know. They've run the ball very well, especially after McCaffrey has left because now they became more of a different type of team um, with him leaving. Um, they're moving the ball a little bit better with Sam Darnold, yes. Defensively, they got some young, young cats that really – they In all three levels, they're very well coached, and they have some serious talent. Um, not to say Detroit can't keep up with them. Detroit have that type of team, but again, they do. You know, Jared Goff is one of those guys, like, yes, he's having one of his better seasons, but he's very much... The likelihood of him imploding, like, <laughs> is very likely. All right? So... um, I can see them losing, and I can see, um, but I, yeah. As far as odds goes, I, I'm going with the money line with the Panthers here. I, that's my my uh, my um, underdog special for the week is the the Carolina Panthers. I was about to call them the Charlotte Panthers. They should call themselves the Charlotte Panthers. That'd be kind of fire. <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving on. Uh one game here that has some playoff implications. Uh Minnesota's hosting the New York Giants after that crazy comeback last Saturday for the Vikings. Um now they're back at home. Uh I believe that were they at home that whole time? No, boy. Were they home? No, I don't think I don't yeah, I think they were home. Yeah. So they stayed home, um, for the holidays, which is awesome for them. They could um Regroup from you know exerting all that energy to come back in that game, which was a very. Exil- if you have a chance to listen to my my last podcast episode, I I didn't have a pure play by play, but I definitely was watching it all happen in in real time, and it was amazing, like purely amazing. Um, yeah, man, Minnesota hosting the Giants again. I'm a Packers fan, in. I'm gonna be rooting for the Vikings in this one, um even though they're rivals to take care of business against the Giants any help any bit of little bit of help counts here um but here here's the thing: the Giants are gonna be for the first time in a while they're gonna be not have a losing season they they've clinched that already they're not completely comfortable where they are as, as far as positioning, and they could still make the playoffs depending on how the season ends um But I just think, you know, for what they are, who they are, um, this is not the type of game that favors them. A team like Minnesota that's trying to keep that two seed, a team that's actually very damn good at home, um, who run the ball pretty well. Well, Dalvin Cook finally looked like himself for a while. It's been a while since I've seen him be truly himself. He looks like himself again. So it's like it's going to be a tough, tough goal for the Giants in this game. Um. Again, they. This is the best way to stop a team that can score a lot of points is by running the ball. So if they could get Sa- Saquon back to what he was doing in the first half of the season, they could make it a game. They could make it. They could keep it close. They've been playing that cardiac type of football all season, and I wouldn't count it against them to do it again this time around they had a big win against the the commanders. Uh that was a close one. Uh, a game that a lot of people probably thought the commanders got um you know, they got screwed, but again, can't let the refs dictate the, the the trajectory of the game. Like you really have to whatever you can do to to not put yourself in that position, that's what you can do. Like you know, I don't want to get too much into that game, but if let's say Taylor Heineke didn't fumble that ball in the in the red zone. We're talking about a different type of game here. Everything changes from that mo- moment moment on. Once you turn over the ball, now you're in panic mode. Even if you did get the ball back, eventually, like you're just you put yourself in a tough situation. Like you're 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 hoping for luck to be on your side at all moments, and it's like for you know, you can't you can't use all your wishes. You feel me? Like, you just can't. But anyways, give me the Vikings, uh, and also give me the Vikings to cover the minus four. Uh, this score, um, it will be kind of close, probably early first half, but eventually the Vikings, they need a they need an easy one. They do, and I think this is one of those games they'll find an easy one. I can see 28-13 on this one. Uh, the Giants, you know, they're going to have to... Um, Claw their way into the playoff playoffs, or or to keep themselves in that playoff position. So, this this should be a pretty good, solid game in the beginning. But again, like I said, this is a game that the Vikings need for um, to continue building that morale and that confidence that they've had most of the season. Moving on, another these next few games here are all playoff implicating games. Three different NFC, well, two, three NFC teams, NFC East teams, and then we have um, a couple NFC West. Um, Seattle being hosted by Kansas City. Going to be interesting to watch um, for Seattle's sake because this might be it for them. If they lose here, you could pretty much consider their season over. Um, Again, the Chiefs are another team in the AFC that's – been hot. Like you can't really stop them as well. Um it'll be a big game for Geno Smith to to solidify himself to stick around as their starting QB going forward. Um but this is a game I don't really see the Chiefs giving, you know, at home it's gonna be cold most likely. Uh Patrick Mahomes Versus the Seattle Seahawks defense, I don't know, man. Uh, Give me the give me the fucking Chiefs. The spread is at minus ten. I'm not a big fan of that spread um, because they have clearly not covered any. (laughs) Like the Chiefs are so annoying when it comes to um, you know the spread, um, them covering that shit. So, give me the the Seahawks to cover the plus ten. But the Chiefs are definitely going to win this. uh, I'll say like you know, thirty to thirty to you know twenty one Chiefs, thirty to twenty one Chiefs. They're gonna give up some points, you know. The the even though Lockett's out, um, Kenneth Walker's gonna be a little bit healthier this week. They'll get the ball rolling. Gina will manage the game well enough to to keep them in the game, but you know the Chiefs just. Are damn too damn good on offense. They got all their their weapons back, or getting them back. So, uh, red alert over there in um, Kansas City. Um, moving on, the Niners are hosting the Commanders. Big game for the Commanders. Um, as a Packers fan, once again, I'll be rooting for the Commanders to lose. <laughs> Even though they've, I think they've had a good season. They've they've exceeded all expectations for the most part. Um. They've exceeded all expectation, in my personal opinion. This is not what I was. This is not what I was seeing. I didn't think they were going to be seven six and one. Even if they end up seven seven and one, like this is more than what we expected. You know what I mean? Um, but they're going against San Francisco. San is going to be home. Um, they're getting their. You know, what I'm saying like they're getting healthier every week. Um, they've had some extra rest. They played. I believe they played on Thursday night the last week. Um, so they've had some extra time off. They're at home, like I mentioned. I can see them covering the six and a half. Uh, it won't be one of those, yeah, they're going to blow them out type of situations. Uh, San Francisco's not the I'm going to blow you out type of team. They're the type of team, it's like they slowly jab you with that knife into the rib and they start twisting it towards the end when they start running the ball. So they're a tough team to root against because it's fun to watch, you know, a team that can run the ball well, have a good situational passing, a good situational passing game, a very extremely dominant defense. Like, their defense is, like, a force. Like, Nick Bosa is unstoppable. Fred Warner, they have their DBs. Like, you, you could... Tell me their names. I could barely tell you if I knew them. They just play very well as a, as a unit together. So that's that's something I like about them a lot. So give me the Niners, 24-17 Niners. And last but not least, out of those three teams I mentioned, and probably in the last um, game I'm going to cover on, for the Saturday games, is um, the Cowboys are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is currently out um, due to a shoulder sprain. So this game is looking more like a Dallas win. But I won't count the Eagles out at all, man. Um, it's a big divisional game. They play very well on the road. Um, they don't really struggle much on the road. They have Their defense is still very goddamn good. And this is a. I think this is more of a game to see how well Dak Prescott could handle his, um, because he didn't play the Eagles. I believe the last time the Eagles played the the Cowboys, um, Cooper Rush was QB. So it's going to be interesting to see how well they can run the ball against the Eagles, um, pass the ball in third down situations. Um, Garden Garden Mich- Minshew is not a he's not a bad option, you know what I'm saying? That's a very good option. And, you know, it just sucks for Jalen Hurts. Like, he's had such a great season. And, you know, obviously after this past weekend, he more than likely took the lead on, like, um, the MVP rankings. But it's not looking like he's going to be able to win it this time around. And for the simple fact, like, he was already... You know there's some there's been some choice opinions about whether or not he's um his MVP ranking is due to the talent around him or is more about how he how well he's playing and if Gar if Minshew could play very well and make it a close game or not even that, even win the game. They're just gonna be like, so here it is. Him, him not being there just does not make a huge difference how, and how. And I don't believe that to be honest. I, I think he plays a huge part on how good this team is. You know what I mean? Like he, I watching majority of the games he's been in, um, playing at his highest peak, not turning over the ball. He runs he, his situational running is top tier out of any quarterback in the league. Um, even when they have design runs from him, he he barely gets touched, and then he he has a good he plays he throws a good deep ball. He has a great connection with all his his receivers, and you know he and he he he's a leader. He's a huge like the, his leadership. Like if you've ever watched any of his interviews or you've watched his huddles with his um, teammates before a game, the guy and in post game, the guy is just inspirational, and he he he. He he's showing to be someone who's going to be a great leader going forward for that franchise. But when it comes to this game, I chose Dallas to win. Um, I'm going to choose Dallas to cover as well, the minus four and a half. I don't think it's going to be some type of blowout or anything. I just think it's probably, they're going to probably win by two field goals. Um, it will be one of those typical NFC East battles, I think, um, even though Dallas has been so fucking good. Offensively, they've just really been tough on a lot of teams, like scoring thirty burger, like thirty burgers and forty burgers on teams, like ridiculous. So I don't think they're gonna do that to the Eagles, but I do see them winning this game. Um, I could, yeah, thirty to twenty four, Dallas Cowboys. All right, moving on to Christmas Day games, um, both in the NFL and the NBA. Uh, the ones that matter, in my personal opinion, there's only one because uh, we have three games for the NFL. It's Green Bay and at Miami, Denver at the Rams, and Tampa at Arizona. I'm gonna talk about the Packers game. Um, they're at they are gonna be on the road going to Miami. It's gonna be a little bit warmer over there, not as cold as everywhere else in the in the country. The Packers have not been a good road team at all this year. Um, This is going to be a huge test for them, for a team that's kind of, you know, finally gaining some confidence on the offensive end and gaining some confidence as far as a team goes. My only gripe with them is that they can't really stop anyone from scoring, especially a team like a Miami Dolphins. Um, they They don't really, on paper, they don't look like they can stop Miami because they have those kind of guys. They've played teams like a Buffalo very well, very in the, the games they've lost, they haven't lost by, you know, some type of ass kicking, you know, well, I guess the San Francisco game you could say that, but it was more or less happening towards the end of the game. But they compete very well. They get coached well to compete um by uh, McDaniels. So, it's going to be an interesting game. Um this is going to be a big game for the Green Bay coaching staff. It's gonna be a huge game for the Green Bay Packers in general. This is a make or break game for them for the rest of the season if they want to give get a chance to make in the playoffs. So I'm taking the Packers to win. <laughs> and I'm gonna take them with the spread. Uh plus three and a half. Uh I think uh I think the Packers will win twenty-four to twenty-one. Uh this is their opportunity to. I think it's going to be something of a late drive from Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's. I think he's been due for a vintage game all season. He's had some flashes, and I think because of how this, well, how important this game is, I think we're going to get the best of him. Um, just a quick update on the NBA. Uh, the Celtics are up by ten against the Minnesota. Timberwolves, And this is actually the team I was um, – I'm ex- this is the team I was been expecting to see. They laid off the three-point, and they've been taking it to the hole even on – even though they have Gobert there, they've been fearless um, in the paint this game. And it's looking – it's only five and a half left, so we'll see if they could keep the lead and end the game, and I'll let y'all know how that goes. But give me the Packers, y'all. Go Pack Go. And – for Monday night, the Chargers are at the Colts and we already know about this Colts situation. It is so fucking bad. Um, I don't know if they're trying to tank purposely. Like, if you're up by that much, like that's ridiculous. And it sucks. Matt Ryan has to go through a new collection of memes of being not now he's the quarterback that led a team that led a team to lose being up thirty-three to nothing. He already was the quarterback that led had a team up twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl. And the one the Super Bowl is the worst one, but this one's pretty bad. So um they've benched him. Um he's gonna be inactive most likely for the rest of the season. And Nick Foles is a starter. So who knows? This game might actually be somewhat interesting. Um, because you know, they don't just make, you know, quarterback changes to a Nick Foles. Um Without them thinking, hey, we might have an opportunity to be competitive. So these guys get paychecks like the the guys across from them. So they're not going to just give up on a game. And it's national. It's a national game too. So give me the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give really give a damn about everything I just said because the Chargers are going to whoop them. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a gun clap special, but give me the Chargers to cover the four, the minus four. Uh, it probably will be like a thirty to. You know, seventeen game, something of something pretty laughable. Nothing for us to, you know, wake up from our hangovers the next day after Christmas to give a fuck about. But yeah, that concludes my breakdown for the week. The week seven, the week sixteen of the NFL, and then um, I just want to quickly go over our NBA games. So as we all know, it's a tradition the NBA has basketball on Christmas Day. And we're going to get majority of those games will be teams that were either playoff teams or big market teams. Uh we all know that our beloved Boston Celtics will be playing that day against the against the um Milwaukee Bucks. Excuse me. All right, so yeah, on Christmas Day, we got the Philadelphia 76ers going to be in New York. Um, I like, the, I like the Sixers here. The Knicks have been actually playing very well these past few weeks. Um, they've become back to being a little bit more relevant. Uh, but give me the Sixers in this game. Um, the Lakers are going to be at Dallas. Um, unfortunately, Anthony Davis won't be playing, but if you're a big LeBron fan and you want to watch LeBron versus Doncic, great game to watch. Um, so, I mean, give me the, give me the Mavs, uh, just cause I like, I like Doncic. I like this matchup for Doncic, um, at home as well. Uh, Celtics will be at home hosting the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think this is the one team that, We'll give them a lot of issues um, towards the... This will be the team that's going to be the most challenging for them in the Eastern Conference um, and probably the team they'll they'll be facing in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, the way it's looking. Uh, I like the Celtics here. Um, the Bucs will be tough. It won't be one of those, you know... I think it's I think it's gonna be one of those games that you know the the Bucks you know the Bucks will show why we think they're a tough team to beat. <laughs> so it'll be a close one, and you know, in history has shown itself that the, these two teams, anytime they they play, we find ourselves watching them playing in overtime and all that other stuff. So. Give me the Celtics at home. Uh, next game is the Warriors. They're hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. Now this game would be the game of the fucking day because of how spicy things have been since the fucking playoffs. But no Steph Curry. Klay Thompson hasn't really played like that recently. Um, Andrew Wiggins has been out for almost a, almost a three weeks, so we haven't seen we haven't seen anything from. They're starting five. They've been all hurt and unavailable. So don't know what kind of lineup they're gonna have that day. I don't know if it's gonna have the same narrative. I'm sure the Memphis Grizzlies are gonna be very up for this game, regardless of who's out there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch. This is uh their first, well, John Morant's first um Christmas Day game. So I'm sure he's gonna be up for this game big time. And then the the nightcap is um Oh, excuse me. I give you Memphis in this game, even though the Warriors are very one of the best home teams in the league. Um, but it's going to be tough for them to beat this Memphis team without, if they don't really have at least, you know, three out of their five guys in the starting lineup, meaning Wiggins, Thompson, and Draymond. I mean, they could kind of slightly survive without Curry because they have Poole. But we shall see. But give me Memphis to win this game. And last but not least, we got the Phoenix Suns going to Denver. Um, uh, Denver being currently the West Western Conference first place team. Um, which is crazy. The West Conference is just a cluster. And we'll we'll get into more NBA talk in my next season of the podcast in a few weeks. Um, I'll have some more insight of Basketball from actual people who watch it more consistently than I do, but I—I I, not to say I don't watch it. I do watch a a good amount when I have the opportunity, and Denver's just Denver. It's you, you, it's the usual for them. Um, Jokic is is showing to be the MVP once again. Not, I don't think he's the MVP this season. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not trying to say all that. All I'm saying is he he lives up to that. That he lives up to that. He 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 is. Oh, he is that team's most valuable player, and he he, and that's why they always are going to be competitive. Um, and the Suns, you know, I've I've they, they just their team just got sold, or is in the process of that. Um, and I'm sure that has been a huge distraction for that that their that team. Devin Booker's been hurt for the past few games, so I'm not sure if he's playing. So that, I think that plays a huge part on how this game goes. But uh, give me. Give me Phoenix Phoenix. on the road. I like I like Phoenix here. I think they this is this is a game they really need. Um so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But anyways, thank you again, everybody, for listening to me. Ramble on. Just if you were watching me, you'd be like, this nigga is just so <laughs> this nigga is just happy to just talk to himself. And uh sometimes I am. But anyways, with all that being said, I appreciate y'all for listening. Do me a favor and share, subscribe, and listen, and you know do do what's necessary to help a brother out. I'm trying to get in, get to as many ears as possible, but you know one it's gonna be a one episode at a time situation here. But um for all again, happy holidays to everybody, uh, merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, um to my Canadians, happy Boxing Day. However, you like to celebrate your holidays, enjoy it with your family, be blessed, um, be thankful, and you know, all that being said, in of- uh-huh. yeah. This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, uh-huh. and of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle. you to make a little. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all. Some get a little, some get none. Shit. I was part of the some get none.